Welcome to the Michael Singer Podcast. Michael Singer is the author of the widely influential New York Times bestsellers, The Untethered Soul and The Surrender Experiment, and a new book destined to become a spiritual classic, Living Untethered, Beyond the Human Predicament. Michael Singer lives and teaches at the Temple of the Universe, the yoga and meditation center he founded in 1975 near Gainesville, Florida. Produced in partnership with Shanti Publications, the Michael Singer Podcast brings you select recordings from Michael Singer's teachings at the Temple of the Universe. This episode is on Look into the Lake of Life. Sounds True would also like you to know about an extraordinary eight-part video course we've created with Michael Singer. It's called Living from a Place of Surrender, The Untethered Soul in Action. It's an online course that many people report to be utterly life-changing. You can find out more at michaelsingerpodcast.com, and you can save 15% off any Michael Singer program available through Sounds True when you use the code SINGER, numeral one, numeral five, at checkout. Again, that's SINGER15. And now, look into the lake of life with Michael Singer. so beautiful as you grow deeply and you revisit parts of spiritual teachings, ancient as they are, and they just have deeper meaning as you go deeper. Like, for example, when you go really deep, really deep doesn't mean where you go in meditation. It's where you go with life. Meditation is practice to learn to center yourself sufficiently to where you can merge yourself in life. Until you can merge yourself in life, you're still separate. You really have not achieved that much. It doesn't matter where you can go and meditate. It doesn't matter what experiences you've had. You're still separate. You still experience that as I experience my spirituality, how I'm doing. It is when you and life become one. There is no separation. You're just in harmony, in unity, a drop drop back into the ocean. This is true spiritual growth. It's what Christ spoke about when he said, may they know the oneness if I've known the oneness in me. So when you go deep into life, in order to do so, you have to come to know life. Most people want to know themselves. That's what they work on, getting to know themselves. It's funny, even New Age spirituality says you should know yourself, get to know yourself. You shouldn't get to know yourself. You should forget yourself. You should get to know life. Getting to know life is getting to know God. And as you get to know life, in truth, you will get to know what's left of yourself because it mirrors you, it reflects you. Because you always see yourself in life. Just as when you look into a lake, a still lake, you see yourself. You're not really there, but that's what you see. You see the reflection of yourself. When you look into life, into every single person, into every single event, what you really see is yourself. You pick 
out of this innocence called life the reflection of what's left inside of you. And don't ever forget that. It is the reflection of what's left inside of you. People, they don't understand that. They think that that means they create their universe. Not in the way you think. It's very Zen. It says, neither affirm the existence of things nor deny their existence. That's the third Zen patriarch. That's the point we're touching here. What is out there is out there. Just as the lake is out there. But what you see out there is not out there. Just as when you look in the lake, you see yourself in the lake. You are not in the lake. The lake is the lake. You see yourself in the lake because you are reflecting yourself there. What you see when you look at life is the ocean, the lake of life. But you see the reflection of yourself in there. If you're into food, then you see places to eat. If you're into girls, then you see eligible women. If you're into men, you see eligible men. If you think your lover is cheating on you, you see things that make you jealous. We could all be looking at the same thing. I could have described the same scene that we're all looking at, and one sees food, one sees reasons to be jealous, and one sees male or female attractiveness. Is it out there? The objects are out there, just as water is out there in the lake. What you see is not out there. You put it out there because it's inside of you. If you are not attracted to male or female, then you don't see that. You see something else. You are putting out there in accordance to what is inside of you. So you're dancing with yourself when it's said and done, and that's the truth. Now, net is, as you get to know life, which is what you should be focusing on, is getting to know what is really there. If you were not there, what is there? That's a fascinating question. It's more fascinating than trying to go to Mars. It's more fascinating than exploring the far planets or delving with electron microscopes into the atoms. What is really out there if you are not projecting yourself out there? Well, you'll never find out until you forget yourself. You have to literally forget yourself. The whole spiritual path is about forgetting yourself. It's not about learning. It's not about gaining. It's not about doing. It's not about experiencing. It's not. It's about losing your sense of addiction to your personal self. Until you get rid of that, you will not be able to see what's out there. So growing deep spiritually is really, really experienced by how deep you can get into real life, into the reality of what is out there. Can you feel its pulse? It's very Tao. That's what Lao Tzu was trying to speak about. When you get deep into life, you understand the flow, the pulse of her. She's real, and you can feel her, but you can't feel her while you're feeling yourself. If you are very vain, if you're a narcissist, and you look into the lake, all you see is the reflection of your face. You don't even see the lake. <laughs> it's so funny. Narcissus walked by, he looked in the lake, and all he saw was himself, and he was so beautiful, and he just loved it so much. He didn't go back and tell anybody, what was the lake like? I happen to be gorgeous, but you'll never find out what that lake was like. There were beautiful palms all around. There were peacocks on the other side that were always spread open. With it. You'll never hear about it because he didn't see that. He saw what he wanted to see, and that's what it is. That's what you see when you look at life. Every minute of every day, you see your personal self. God, you've got to realize that. That's what meditation's about. 
Meditation is about realizing that truth. It won't fix it, all right? It's about sitting down, getting quiet, and realizing, what a mess I am. It's like, all I do is think about myself. All I do is when I look at somebody else, see what they're doing to me, and look at, like, every single thing I do is in relationship to me. Everything I see is in relationship to me. I want it, I don't want it, I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, based on what? Me, 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 me. It all comes back to me. You want to talk about narcissists? Okay, you got it. All you are thinking about is yourself. Every single minute of every single second. But don't feel bad, so is everybody else. No, you have to realize that. That's what's going on, even if you think you're spiritual. How am I doing spiritually? Did I meditate? Did I meditate more than her? Oh my gosh, she's meditating more. I She'll get to God sooner. I better meditate more. It's like, how does one break the cycle of seeing themselves? That is your spiritual journey. Ultimately, the door that keeps you out of merger is you. While you are looking in that lake, to take the analogy to the absurd, while you're looking at that lake and you're Narcissus, and you love so much what you see, you won't go swimming. You'd have to mess up the face. So you can't experience the lake. You can't get into the lake. You have to stay separate because what you care about is yourself. The door that leads to merger is exactly the door that permits Narcissus to go swimming in that lake. That's what keeps you from God, nothing else. Yuktasur said to Yogananda, the door is always open. Whenever you want to go, just go. Imagine Narcissus is sitting there on a beautiful crystal clear lake looking, and he says, I'm thirsty, please help me. Could you get me some water? What do you mean, gotta get you some water? He's standing in front of this beautiful spring on the beautiful lake. I, I cannot you know, mess up his, his little reflection. So you have to sit there parched dry. What is it that permits Narcissus to drink? That's what permits you to go to God. You are separate from life because you are separating yourself from life. There is no door you have to break through. There is no wall. There's no one who's approved you have to earn. That's not what's happening. You won't merge with God because you care more about your reflection. Therefore, you won't get in the water. So you are stopping yourself. Nobody is stopping you. You keep yourself from the merger with life because you are projecting your sense of personal self onto that which is impersonal, life itself. The lake is impersonal. It is neither beautiful nor ugly. It has nothing to do with it. It's a lake. But you're more interested in the reflection. That is what's happening with life. In the third Zen patriarch, he says it's so beautiful. He says, when a thing can no longer offend you, it ceases to exist in the old way. There are lines, as you grow deeper, they just mean so much. When a thing can no longer offend you, it ceases to exist in the old way. Things outside bother you. Have you noticed? People, things, words, events, circumstances, behavioral patterns, or lack thereof. Either way. Either somebody doing it or somebody not doing it. Somebody saying it or somebody not saying it. Somebody saying it too loud, somebody saying it too soft. Do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Do you love me? Yeah, I love you. No, not good enough. See, it's, we're pretty sensitive here, all right? Things can offend you, can't they? What things? It's not all things. A leaf fell off that tree, yeah? There are lots of things that don't offend you. In fact, believe it or not, there are 800 zillion more things that don't offend you than things that offend you. If a neighbor sits there and whispers or talks loud, that bother you? No. Just think of all the things that don't bother you that are going on in the earth right now. I'm not all over the universe. 
You getting bothered? No. You're pretty picky. You're down to just little unique things. All right? It's far out. I hear a cell phone that sounds like the tune you put ringing in your car. Has to be just the right tune and just the right thing at just the right place, then it offends you. Offends you, what does that mean? Something outside caused a change inside. Let's call that offends you. I don't want to call offends you that you got upset. You're in here, you're fine, you're at peace. You now are no longer at peace. Something has offended your peace. Do you understand that? How is it that these things offend you? What is that about? If you want to find out what things you projected onto life that are not life, find the things that offend you. Because there is nothing in life that is different than anything else in life. That's a person, that's a person, that's a person, that's a person. But when that person walks up and holds hand with that person, it doesn't offend you. When that person walks up and even stands near that person, it offends you. Who did that? You did. You did. That's a good clue that you projected your reflection of personal onto the impersonal. The fact that it offends you is something you did, not something it did. It's all the same. It's just atoms moving through time and space. It's an ocean of energy. That's what's out there, moving. You are projecting what's in you onto it in certain places, very few places. Don't worry about it. You're almost out. You're almost out. It's almost like narcissists wouldn't mind jumping into the water where there's not his reflection. Look how much of the water doesn't have his reflection. The trouble is he's so addicted to his reflection, he won't take his eyes off of it to look at the rest of the water. That's exactly what's happening. The vast majority of this universe you are not offended by. Pluto's Pluto, Saturn's Saturn, ants are ants, everything's what it is until they intersect with your personal. Ants are all over the place, but not in my house. Believe me, the ant didn't notice. As the ripple passes across the lake because the leaf dropped in, the ripple doesn't notice it went across your reflection. You're the one who freaked. Narcissus is sitting there looking, and then all of a sudden, it wind, it ripples. Oh, oh my God, what's happened? It was happening all over the rest of the lake. It didn't matter. This is what you're doing. It is because of your personal problem inside that you are projecting out onto this innocence. And it is innocent. It has nothing to do with you. It is completely and utterly impersonal, every single drop of it. You are projecting yourself onto it, therefore it offends you. When a thing can no longer offend you, it ceases to exist in the old way. Then a person becomes a person. An ant becomes an ant. A word becomes a word. Loud becomes loud. Soft becomes soft. They just are what they are, as they always were anyways. You are the one who gave more meaning to them. Birth is birth. Death is death. You did not create birth. You did not create death. Everything that lived was born. Everything that lived will die and has died. Reality is reality. Projecting your opinion upon reality is just a waste of time. So when you stop doing that, then reality rules. What you see outside is what is out there. A leaf fell. That's what Zen means, just tree. You see just tree. You don't see my tree. You don't see her tree. You don't see a tree that reminds me of when I was young. You don't see a tall tree. You don't see a sick tree. Why are you keep taking your thoughts and adding them to tree? Let it just be what it is. It is a tree. It is a lake. It's not you. That's true of all things in life.
They were before you got here. They will be after you leave. Two minutes ago when you walk away, they have nothing to do with you. But then when you walk back, you get offended. It's just hilarious. Growth, true spiritual growth is about this. It's about ceasing to project yourself onto what has nothing to do with you. When you cease to project yourself, you get to see what's there. So getting to know life is more important than getting to know yourself. But you have to actually get to know real life. It's really out there. What does a lake look like? Narcissus doesn't know. Wouldn't it be neat to know? What does the rest of the water look like? What's down underneath? What happens when a leaf drops and the ripples go? What a fascinating thing. What's on the shore? What are the animals like? What is a lake like? He will never know because he only cares about what his face looks like. Do you know what life looks like? Or do you only care about what your face looks like? Because that is what you are projecting onto life. Your fears, your hopes, your dreams, your face. The true teachings are so quiet. They are so simple. When you look at a lake, see just lake. That sounds stupid. Oh, no, it doesn't. If you cease to see your reflection in the lake, it's over. Your consciousness will merge instantly, instantly with the lake. You will engulf the entire lake. What keeps you from there is your interest in yourself. And since that's what you're interested in, that's what you see. And since that's what you see and that's what you're interested in, that's what's called Maya. Now you're caught. Living with the uncertainty and the pressures of our time, many of us are feeling quite stressed and overwhelmed. But does it have to be this way? With his new book, Living Untethered, Michael Singer has written a follow-up to the classic The Untethered Soul, taking us within to our still and liberated center. You can learn more about Michael's new book at living-untethered.com. That's living-untethered.com. If that's what you're interested in, and that's what you see, if I go there and I say, give me a list, of what interests you most in this world. And you do the list, and I create a hologram like you've never seen, and I set up a room that when you walk in, that's what's there, wherever you turn, all the things you said that interest you, you're not leaving the room. There's nothing there, it's a hologram. It doesn't matter. Since that's what interests you, and I made it very easy for you to project outside by giving you the stimuli then what you're going to have going on inside of you is what interests you. Therefore, you won't leave the room. So you are affirming the falseness, and that's maya. That's how you stay caught. What has happened is everything is here, nothing is here. So it's called the everything and the nothing. What is the lake? Nothing. Everything. Whatever you reflect in it, it is. Don't reflect anything, it's nothing. You bring into this world what is inside of you. 
and it reflects you really well, doesn't it? If you think somebody loves you, gee, they act like they do, don't they? If you think somebody doesn't love you, then they don't. Those little things you look for that prove that they do, they're never there, are they? They don't open the door anymore, and they don't ask this, and they don't do that, and they don't say the I love you at exactly the right tone, and the, you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss you. You're doing it. As long as you have something inside of you that wants or doesn't want, that has personal, the world is such a perfect reflector of your personal that that's what you will see. And since that's what you see, by definition, that's what you're interested in. Therefore, by definition, you will not go to God. You will stay in the room where you got put, where you're seeing that which interests you. The only difference between that and getting out is you, is letting go of relating to things in a personal way. So real spirituality, in the beginning, in the end, is always that. There is no other teachings, period. There is nothing else. You have to die to be reborn. It's that simple. You must be willing to let go of your personal self in order to merge with the universal self. How does one do that? Instead of getting to know yourself, instead of putting all of this energy into yourself, get to know life. There really is life with a capital L. It's really out there. It has nothing to do with you. Don't go to know her to get to know yourself. Get to know life. Don't go to know her to make her be what you think she should be. You have to get to know her for the sake of knowing her herself, which means you can't be projecting yourself onto her. What you will see as you start to get to know her, like I said, is she has a pulse. She has a life. She's real. She is real. And there are times when she will be up, and there are times when she will be down, and there are times where she will be in joy, and there are times where she will be in sorrow. All things exist in this world independent of you. And so I hear Solomon, for everything there's a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. That's what you see. That's Taoism. There will be a time for peace, and there will be a time for war. There will be a time for birth. There will be a time for death. There will be a time for things coming to fruition and success. And there will be a time for things withering away and going into failure. And there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing right with this. There's nothing good with this. There's nothing bad with this. Right, wrong, good, bad are you projecting your value system onto reality. Everything, everything comes and goes. Everything is born and dies. Everything. Just as the seasons come and go, and you think they're beautiful, and you understand them. I think winter is very terrible because it kills everything, and they, they can't grow properly, and the flowers aren't there, and so on. Let's get rid of it. What would happen? There wouldn't be flowers, would there? Because winter is as much part of the flowers as spring. You've come to know that, haven't you? In business school, I thought it was neat, such a weird place, they teach Taoism. <laughs> they teach Taoism. I realized that at some point, you know, back when I went to school. I love that they actually taught at some point that the cycles that go on in the economy, in business, are healthy, and that you should leave them alone, that you shouldn't try to keep everything on a steady curve going up, that if you attempted to do that, you would destroy the health of the economy. They actually teach that. 
that it has to have its time when it dips down. Because just as in winter, there are healthy things that happen to nature as she rejuvenates and rests and as she builds up her energy and so on. So when there's a downturn in the economy, there's companies that clean out inefficiencies. They relook at things than the way they looked at them before. And that's a healthy state. In forestry, we have found out that you're not supposed to stop forest fires. Now really, these things fascinate me. Why? Because it's Taoism. Because it is intelligent people realizing truth without knowing it. You do not try to stop the forest fires. You permit the natural flow of the ebb and flow of nature to take place. Why? Because there is meaning to that fire. It is healthy for the forest. Now, what they try to do is say, don't let humans intervene and cause more fires than there would have been, nor stop the fires that would have been. Let the natural balance of summer, spring, winter, and fall. I don't want to be around when they figure out how to affect the seasons. Don't touch it. That's what they're learning. Let things go through their natural cycles because every stage in that cycle has its benefit. There's a pruning. Don't we prune? Do you ever see how ugly the garden looks when it's pruned? I used to say, who ruined the garden? I'm walking there, the fruit trees were so beautiful. There's nothing that sticks. Somebody did something wrong, all right? This is absolutely absurd, all right? But pruning is healthy, isn't it? These are the cycles. This is what Solomon was talking about. For everything, there's a season. And there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Just those two lines are what it means to get to know life. Because your personal self will not accept that. You do not want there to be these seasons. You want it to be the way you want it all the time. How can you know it's my personal self? That's a clue. <laughs> That'll give you a clue. These cycles are not okay. No, 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 no. I am successful. It is successful all the time. I do not fail. People I love don't die. Ever. People I love love me. Always. I could step on some toes if I went a little further, couldn't I? <laughs> and I'm trying not to, all right? For everything, there's a season. For, look at those words. For everything, there's a season. Everything. Period. There's a time to fall in love. There's a time for it to stop. There's a time for birth, a time for death. There's a time for sickness. There's a time for health. It's not like I'm not supposed to get sick. That's wrong. There is a time for everything. The question is not whether there's sickness or health. The question is, are you at peace? Are you at peace with things? That's why it's Taoist. Are you at peace with falling in love? Are you at peace with the end of love? Who told you it's to last forever? For everything, there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. Once you understand it has nothing to do with you, it is the ebb and flow of life. It goes through its cycles. If you want to get to know her, you must be willing to feel her pulse. You can't be stepping back here saying, no, I want it my way. The world has its ebb and flows. It has its cycles, and it should have its cycles. And you do not understand those cycles, and you will never understand those cycles. How could you possibly? You only see this tiny bit of life. It's a whole. Its cycles are in harmony with its universal self. You only see the way when it passes by. You say, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. Why? Because it messed up my face in the reflection. That's why. You'll always do it in relationship to you. You want to know how wrong you are? 
every single time you say something's good or bad or right or wrong or better or worse or preferred or not preferred, I'm going to ask you based on what? Every one of those things is a relative term. Good, bad, right, wrong, preferred, not preferred. Those are relative terms. She doesn't agree. She doesn't agree. Everyone's got their own thing, don't they? They're relative. And I'm going to ask you based on what? And if you're honest, you're going to say based on me based on my view of the world, based on my value system. So what? Who cares about your value system? There's Narcissus again. There you are looking into the universe and seeing the reflection of yourself and saying that's what matters. So it's, you just get to the point where you stop putting so much weight on yourself. Stop being Narcissus. Your face is just one of 700 billion things in the universe. Your spiritual journey is about ceasing to think that you matter. It is about ceasing to think that you are the center of your universe. The universe is the center of the universe. It's about lake, not about face. It just keeps coming back to the same thing. You have to wake up to that. So your spiritual growth is not about getting into yourself or changing your views or ugh. Even to go in there and mess around with your mind is crazy. Your mind doesn't matter. It's a nothing. You know how long it takes to erase a hard disk? Just take a good magnet, pass it across. It's gone. So it's just meaningless what you have in there. Stop rearranging the darn thing. What matters is life itself. God, the universal. Get to know her. How? By ceasing to be so interested in yourself. So when you look into the lake of life, and that's what you're doing every minute of every day. You understand that? You're looking into the lake of life. When you look into the lake of life, will you please stop seeing yourself? There's lots and lots and lots of things out there. Stop seeing yourself. How do I know that I'm seeing myself? I will give you the biggest clue that ever was. It offends you. You feel a change in the force, in the energy, in the Shakti flow. Sometimes you do, don't you? Like lots of times. If you look out into this lake of life, and it causes a change in the flow of the chi inside of you, you have projected yourself into life and it hits your projection. I want this to happen. I want that to happen. The cause of suffering is desires. Buddha. It's all the same teaching. You are projecting from inside out. Therefore, the innocence of life is hitting your projections, causing you to suffer, causing change to happen inside your peace. It's disturbing the peace. You want to stop that? You want to find true spirituality? You have to let go of projecting yourself onto life. How do you do that? On a minute-to-minute daily basis, every single time, every single time that something offends you, that something causes the noise to start inside, you got some of that noise? It starts with a change in the chi, then a change in the heart, then noise in the mind. Watch it do it. It's like dropping a pebble in the lake. All it starts, all right? If anything, at any time, 24 by 7, full-time job, if anything in this world appears to affect what is going on inside of you in that way, don't get involved in thinking about what to do about it. That's just causing more trouble. Let go. Just relax and release and fall back into the self and let that noise settle down. Let the ripple stop. If you do that, 
What you're doing is you're saying, I don't believe in this Maya. I don't believe in this game that says, I've projected myself onto that which is not me. Therefore, I see myself in what is not me. And I'm going to interact based on that. I'm not going to interact based on that. I'm not. Period. I know that that is not reality. So what I'm going to do when I look at my face in the lake and a ripple comes across and I get all upset, I'm not going to figure out how to stop the ripples. I'm not going to get upset. I'm not going to blame somebody. I'm not going to yell at the person down there who threw a pebble in the lake. I'm going to relax and release the energy that got disturbed inside of me because I don't want that. And you just keep letting go of everything. Everything. If you do that, a phenomenal thing will happen to you. You will find peace so deep inside of you. And you will find your harmony with life. You are in harmony with life. And believe it or not, life is in harmony with herself. If you think there's something to fix out there, you're broken. I'll challenge you to the bottom of your core. Everything that ever was, everything that is, and everything that will ever be is God. Period. There is nothing else. Life is God made visible. You are looking at aspects of the divine. For you to think there's something wrong out there that you need to fix is for you to say that winter is wrong. There are many seasons. There are many, many different things that go on. Period. Are you able to be at peace with all of it? Because when you are, the door is open. When a thing can no longer offend you, it just is what it is. And when it all is what it is, you will find that you are one with all of it. The separation stops. And that's your murder. So spirituality is beyond what anybody wants to deal with. That's why they hid the mystical teachings. In the ancient Tibet tradition, you couldn't get near the deep teachings. They were hidden away. And the basic premise was, in the rare case, that someone was actually capable of hearing the teachings, the rare thing would happen, which is they would get them. But you have the teachings. The truth is, Christ put them right on the table. You have to die to be reborn. You have to die to be reborn. St. Paul said, I die daily. It's all right there. Let go of yourself that is projecting yourself onto life. It will kill you to do that. You will see things happening outside that appear to be causing tremendous trouble. There's nothing happening. Winter, spring, summer, fall is happening. None of it has anything to do with you. If it seems to have something to do with you, it's because you projected yourself. If you try to let go without touching and getting involved and doing all of that, manipulating, controlling, forcing people, places, and things, it will rip at your heart. It will feel like, sometimes you say it, that would kill me not to do that or say that or go after him. Or Yes, it will kill you. And you have to die lovingly and willingly until that's what you enjoy, that feeling of freeing yourself by letting go of your ignorance, by letting go of illusions that you hold inside yourself. You can actually live like that. You can literally live. You may end up getting married. You don't have to get married. You may end up married. Why? Because for everything, there's a season and a time for every purpose. And maybe that will be one. You may not end up getting married. It's just how it unfolds. They're all beautiful. 
You have to give up preference. You give up sitting there thinking that I know what I want. What you want is reality. What you want is the merger with truth. That's what you want. There are nothing else left, nothing. This is how a great being lives. You hear me? So I left you with a few things. One, you're looking into the lake of life at all times. What are you seeing? Question whether you're seeing the reflection of what's inside of you. You'll know. Do you hear me? Stop it. Stop it. Stop looking into the lake of life and seeing yourself. Look into the lake of life and see God. Jagrative. You've been listening to the Michael Singer Podcast, produced by Sounds True, in partnership with Shanti Publications. Sounds True is the co-publisher of a new book with Michael Singer, Living Untethered, Beyond the Human Predicament, and has also produced with Michael Singer an extraordinary eight-part video course, Living from a Place of Surrender, The Untethered Soul in Action. You can find out more at michaelsingerpodcast.com and save 15% when you use the code SINGER, numeral one, numeral five, at checkout. That's SINGER15. The music you heard is the song Giving It All by Be Still the Earth. Thank you so much for listening. Sounds true. Waking up the world.